Tommy. What's up? Sean Steves. Tommy Schneider. And this is the No Rhythm Mixtape where we give our two and a half cents about whatever the hell we deem relevant. And I mean whatever's relevant. There's no boundaries, no rhythms, no niche, no real topics. Just great dialogue. Come ride with us. All right. What's going on, How about Tommy? them Celtics? How about them? Just leaving game five with a big victory after a, uh, a late surge from the Sixers. It's going to be the last victory until October, but hey, congratulations. So. No, this year's different. I thought I, I thought that different. too. I, th- I thought I thought this year's playoffs would be a lot different. Well, at least up until these up until the last rounds, I was looking forward to you know seven game series. Do we have do we have one seven game series this whole playoffs? Yeah, Milwaukee, the Celtics, uh, first oh, yeah. round, Indiana and Cleveland, first yeah. round. Okay. And uh, on the West Coast. Um, Utah, Oklahoma City. I think that went six. That was six. Yeah, bullshit six. Well, listen. I'll tell you this: um, Celtics play great defense. They're well coached. They're very balanced. Listen. Uh, after the way now, now listen. Going after that Cleveland Indiana series where Cleveland was on the ropes, I I have a little different attitude uh, rather than what they just did to Toronto. But Toronto's garbage, anyways. So, I I mean, it's hard. Uh, Celtics are better than Indiana. No, they're not. But uh, not not without their stars. What? Not not better than Indiana. They're not a better matchup. Indiana. Okay, Indiana's a better matchup. Indiana's a better matchup for Cleveland. The Celtics won't be that bad. That that good of a matchup for Cleveland. Uh, LeBron is in playoff mode, and it's not. What makes you say that? Because y'all don't have an answer to LeBron. Lance Stevenson is the answer to LeBron. No, he's not. Lance Stevenson. Is the no. LeBron stopper, he man. He just gets on his nerves, that's all. He gets under his skin. All right, but LeBron, still, we got Jason, Jalen, Marcus Morris. We got wing guys. Who's going to guard big, And Marcus? we play smart defense. We'll, we'll, Marcus Smart, Marcus Morris. We throw we throw a few different guys at him. But uh, he's going to get. He's gonna go off. It's just a matter of what Kevin Love, George Hill, J.R. Smith. Tristan Thompson. It's a matter of what Listen, they do. Man, LeBron, and they don't LeBron have Kyrie Irving. Full playoff mode. He is. He is. Yeah, so, man. I mean, I, I, if you ask me who would win the series, I would take Cleveland. But I think it's going to be competitive. No. Cleveland five. No. And look, man, I, I, I'll say this. I, I would was... say Cleveland in six. But if you're telling me, would I be surprised if the Celtics take them? Absolutely not. I think they can make this a competitive no, series. That would be a huge upset. That would it would, for sure. As a surprise. But I'm not going to be surprised if it happens. As a Celtics fan. But I will say this. I was um, I was appalled and angered when I found out that Dwayne Casey got coach of the year. No disrespect Insane. to Dwayne Casey. But that Steve, was Brad, Brad Stevens. Stevens. Not one. Well, this is, a different, this is the different coach of the year. This is by the the peers, by the NBA coaches. That's who votes. Which to me is just some whole jealousy stuff. It's that's you know, uh, new jealousy. new high school. Yeah, wow. not one coach voted for him. Nobody. He didn't get not one vote from a coach. From an, a coach. Who so won last year? All thirty coaches. Did he win last uh, year? No. Uh, last year was uh, shoot. I forget who won last year. Oh, Dan Tony won last year. It was Dan Tony. I, I was yeah. I would say uh, the guy from Utah or or um, Brad Stevens. Quinn Snyder. 
Uh, well, it's definitely Brad Stevens, but um, I mean, just to have only three returning players from this roster this year to go through injuries like they have right away. But does the playoffs count? Is it just regular season? No, it's, it's just regular. It's a regular season award. Okay. But so, I mean, it's, I mean still, it's ridiculous he doesn't get one. Vote, you guys had Kyrie most of the season, but yeah, um, the, the Raptors the did have two All-Stars all of the season that they've all Yeah, but the had. Raptors have the same infrastructure they've had for years. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I, listen, so it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy I, I think that, that was, um, that's yeah, insane. insane. The fact that he didn't get a vote is, is even more insane. The guy is just on another level as far as coaching goes. Yeah. I, I mean, a lot of people will try to say coaches don't make much of an impact as far as uh, what they do for their team. And it's a player's league. He's different. He's different. He seems to get the most out of his players. He's got a great demeanor as far as how he approaches the game, which I, I remember reading something, how he talked about his first game. He was on edge and he felt like that set a bad vibe for his team. And then he decided from then and there that that he, his mood and just being relaxed and, and not, you know, not not uh, out of control on edge. It, 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 that's not the approach he's going to take. So that's that's just his style and 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 uh he's just a i think he's the best coach in the league there's there was an interesting question i heard this on the bill simmons podcast with with ryan russillo and i want to hear your thoughts on how many players would it take would you take before you get to brad stevens to build a franchise what do you mean how many players would so if you're doing a draft between all players how many players would you go through to start a team before you would take Brad Stevens? Before I would take a coach? Or Brad Stevens, yeah. Ultimately, that's the question. But for me, Brad Stevens is going to be the first coach you take. The first coach. I've never played. No, how many is players? Is this an NBA so, fantasy so, basketball question? Because I've never played fantasy basketball. This is basketball. a hypothetical question. If you're taking, if you're, if you, if you could set your franchise and there's a draft for all 30 teams, and the first team, the, the first person picks, they get LeBron, second person gets KD, third person gets Steph. How many players would you go through before you say, you know what, I feel like we'd be best taking Brad Stevens right here to build our franchise? I'm going to just say what I feel Charles Barkley would say in this situation. Terrible question. Terrible. That's not a terrible, terrible. question. That's stupid. That's a terrible <laughs> like, impression. It depends on That's who the players impression. are. I'll say that. What? I, I'm, I'm not the best. Not I'm the not what do you mean? Not do, you not un do you not understand the question? I get it, but is it like it depends on how many players. Like, what, what players? Like, how many players would you take before you take a coach? That's weird as fuck. Why is that weird? How is that a weird question? We're talking about set, trying to win. With a, a franchise, how to win? How this many league. players would I take? It depends on what on players. What players? No, we're not. We're talking about a snake draft. We're talking about a draft. Like, uh, do you feel like your team would be better with Brad Stevens as a coach or Clay Thompson as a player? That wasn't the question, but um, that Clay was Thompson. The, the answer to that is Clay Thompson as a player it's because not, no, Clay Thompson no has rings. Brad Stevens not gonna have a ring this year. Maybe next year, but Brad what? Stevens as of right now and as what? of this year, Brad Stevens does not have a ring. So I would take Clay Thompson right. because that he has multiple failure. rings, no. and he's okay. gonna get another one this year. We'll see, probably. But more you than totally likely. just 
you didn't understand that question I at did. all. That so was let's a, just that was yeah. Listen, I, I don't know. Your comprehension skills need a little. Uh, you, you know, um, uh, we got to work on that. But I got a little um, bit of uh, Cabernet Sauvignon in me, so that 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 could be it. But maybe just think about it and then come back next week and, and see if you you get it if it registers Probably with not. you. It's but over my head. All right. Um, so. You know what else video. I wanted to address? I think we've addressed what? it on here before, but uh, I, what's I, that? You made a Facebook status. Um, I can't believe you still use Facebook, but um, who did me? You, yeah, 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 yeah. About Joel Embiid, and I, you know, I'm tired of the Joel, Joel Embiid. Yeah, for what? I don't know who decided why he's likable. What do you mean uh, why he's likable? He's the only he's, young player in this league with the personality. He's like. I don't care. He reminds me of a young Charles Barkley. Terry like, Rozier has a better personality than him. Charles Barkley. What does Terry Rozier do? Terry Rozier, he's he's tough. He's gritty. I you know I like Terry him. Rozier. He's old school oh, in in the sense that you know he'll actually Joel go punch. Don't I appreciate Joel that. Joel Embiid's soft. Joel Embiid's soft. Charles is tough. Yeah, he is. Come on, man. I'm just I'm talking he's from up. a person. I'm like I'm talking about from a personality standpoint. Like Charles Barkley what? came in what? the league. He with, just likes to troll around on Instagram. He has, he, has charisma, he has charisma. He has no charisma. He's got no charisma. Man. He has charisma, man. Why? Because he just, just he does things that you don't expect from a professional athlete. Yes. No. Yo, what other what what, what other um young NBA players have like ninety baby ben personalities ben are, call, are ben hard Simmons to come by. Is horrible too. I can't stand Ben Simmons. He's a little whiny. You know, I, I don't. I don't know Ben Simmons' personality. I did like. Um, I did like when he offered. Um, what's his face from the Raptors, the point guard for the Rap, Kyle Lowry. He offered Kyle Lowry the fade in the locker room. I appreciated that. I thought that was a very stand. Offered a what? He offered him the fade. What's he a told fade? him to meet him in the locker a haircut? room. No, he's not doing nothing. <laughs> he told him to meet him in the locker room. They, he's they not doing words. nothing. He said, "If you want to get down, meet me in the locker room." Ben yeah, Simmons he right also said room. he also was asked what what rookies impressed him. He said none. none. Okay, none. I well, I was well, I wonder how he feels. I wonder how he feels about just Jason Tatum blowing by him every That's day. That's not who we was talking about. He's not nobody. He was thinking about Jason Tatum. He All right. Thinking, well, the he question was in regards been. to Spider Mitchell, and who who. Who, in my yeah. opinion, is the real rookie of the year? No yeah, because he is a rookie. Because he is a rookie. I don't. Even yeah, he's so, a rookie. All ben things Simmons even, is not. It's his second year in the league. All things even. Um. Okay, Ben Simmons right. is qualified to to win it. But all things even, if this was Ben Simmons' first year, if Ben Simmons was, you know, if Ben Simmons had gotten drafted in in uh in 2017. Donovan Mitchell Donovan still, Mitchell still should have been the rookie. Yeah, I agree. That with dude, you. he's fucking amazing. Amazing. That, carried Hold that on. Team. Did you see that? Did you see where he did a little Euro step front rimmed it? And then this is in the Houston game. Does a Euro step. Uh-huh. Which, you know, is you pretty much you're on one leg, you lose your balance. He from front rims it. And as he lands, he jumps right back up, gets his own tip back tongue. It was insane. Crazy. Just Yo, an insane like, display bro. of athleticism. He's literally like James Harden crossbred with Russell Westbrook. That's that's fucking crazy. Like he's a, he's, a he's got superstar. some Dwayne Wade in him. With, yeah, Dwayne with some Wade. Dwayne. Yo, he's crazy. He's this good. Dude is fucking he's good. crazy. But Jason Tatum is too. So don't overlook. No, Jason, Jason Tatum, Tatum. Yo, Tatum's a baller. I don't have anything bad yeah. to say about Tatum. But he is no Donovan Mitchell. Like Donovan Mitchell what? is scary what? how good he is. 
Nah. I think no, you're overlooking. I don't the even fact think Tatum's the best. Tatum. Don't, Tatum's not the best guy on that floor. He's not the best person in the Celtics backcourt right now. That's still. Oh yes, he is. Oh yes, he is. Nah. Jason Tatum's 20 years old. He's he's long and athletic. He's 6'10". People are comparing him to he's Paul what? Pierce. Paul Pierce. He's like 6'10". He's 6'10". You serious? Yeah, man. Oh, I thought he yeah, was 6'6". Jason Tatum. Yeah. No. What he's is he? Tall, he's, a, he's a three. Yeah, well, listen, basketball, basketball's positionless. You right, got ball right. handlers, you got guys that play off the ball, and then you got, you know, maybe traditional guys playing inside. Like Embiid himself, the guy's an unbelievable player. I hate his guts, but the dude, you know, he can step it out. He hits a nice little jumper in your face, and he'll go right by you. He's he's hard to stop. He's just out Best of shape. Best big man in the game? No, Anthony Davis, come on, are you crazy? Does he count as a big? Uh, okay. Other yeah. than Anthony, best young big man in the game. Yeah, I'd say so. Absolutely. He's just got to be healthy and he's got to stay on the court. He makes a lot of stupid mistakes. Yeah, so, he should. Matter yeah. of fact, that, that last shot, he should have hit that shot to tie the game. With like 10 seconds left and he he uh, backed down uh, oh, his face. Oh, well, he didn't even shoot it. it. He just left. Yeah, well, he lost the ball. Because he wanted a foul. He was expecting a foul. Yeah, like, they don't well, call that shit with 10 seconds bitch. left. That's the bitch shit. We're no, anybody. Paul George did the same shit well, in that last okay, game not, against uh, Utah. Paul, they all want fouls. Listen, That's the easy stop way trying out. To, you, know what, you know what that sounds like? Hmm? You just made that comparison where you're trying to hold yourself to a standard, you know, you know, where people, when they say it, they'll say things like, oh, well, you know, North Korea, they treat their prisoners. They'll, they'll throw you in jail for life. And, and comparison to, you know, how we treat people in the United States with a little bit more civility. Uh that's how you just you just compare. No, it's not the fucking same thing, Tommy <laughs> Schneider. I said you're, just, you're comparing. I said a standard he did the same. You you, why do you want to live up to that standard? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just saying that. That's what play, I'm saying. That's what players do. That's um, what they do, like but that's shit. what they that's shouldn't what they do. be doing. It. No, I, I don't think so. He should have went. He had no. He bought. He backed the dude down. He was clearly stronger than him. Had a clear shot to the goal. And you're thinking about a foul? Just put the shit in. It's seven feet tall. Listen, put, that was great defense by Baines. That was, that was great not great. He got back yes, the fuck was. down. Yes, it was. He got weight okay. wound. Uh, he got well, back the fuck no, down. He all he held all Joel ground. had to do was put that shit in, but he's thinking nah. about a foul. Uh-uh. All he uh-uh. had to do was put it in. Because he's bang. He, that's the that's the, that's what Tommy Heinsohn called. He called him all of Australia. He walked in the locker room. <laughs> it's actually a funny clip where Tommy Heinsohn walks into the Celtics locker room and says, whoa. This guy was all of Australia, and it was, it was, uh, and you know what he's talking about. This is a 80 year old guy who's pretty much senile and the biggest Celtics homer out there. So that's the all of Australia right there, Aaron Baines. That's a big brick wall. That's not, that's not easy, easy trying to back down, but you know, um, he stood his ground and it was a, it was a good defensive play. Terry Rogier came in, swiped it off his knee, and boom, we take the lead. We take, we get, Possession, make it a two-possession game. That was a game over. By Terry Rosier. I really like Terry. Love that guy. Is it Love Rosier or Rosé? Rosier. Rosier. Okay, Rose. yeah, he's from Ohio. Yeah. And, he's from, and you know Youngstown. he's from Youngstown, man. You know he's yeah. tough. Oh, I man. Said it's a tough-ass place, Dude man. is tough. He's, he's tough, absolutely. He's, I, I and Terry he's got a good personality. I don't he's know his personality, personality, but I know he will swing he, on you, and I appreciate he's funny. that. He will. He will, especially at Joe LMB. Yeah, he, um, yep. yeah. I like All right, Terry now, Rosier. Um, you listen. The Boston has a bright ass future. I think they're going to be good for, for sure. Really good for too. a really long time. And you know, it's just 
It's just the luck of your city. I don't know what the fuck Boston did to deserve all these sports blessings, but, you know, as the Patriots fall it's off. cold out. A lot of the, snow. We the, had to go through a lot of winters. Patriots aren't falling off. You crazy. Whatever it is. I remember the last time. The wait first for that. only time I went to Boston was Memorial Weekend when yeah. I was at uh, my 11th grade year in high school, and it was like 40 fucking degrees outside. Yeah. So, yeah. That sounds about right. least they could do is give you guys some good sport. So, they congratulations they to the, last you know, the Patriots. Years. Patriots are on the way Brown. out, but Boston's on the you know That's the, not true. the Celtics are on the on the up and up and you guys don't even yep. this, the Patriots don't even have an heir apparent yet to Tom Brady. Tom Brady's playing five more years, man. He could play five more years, but will he be effective five more years? He's he just won MVP. Okay. Yeah. He has to fall off sometime. <laughs> he has to fall you you gotta figure he has to fall off at some point. Well, yeah, I mean, shit, you know, but he hasn't fallen off yet. Now tell me, uh-huh. think about this new Donald Glover video. It's cool. Like, I, I it's cool. Um, I'll say this. I don't really like the song. I think the song's quite mediocre. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's one of those things that the, the video is greater than the song. Um Yeah. A lot of symbolism in the video. I think people, yeah, yeah. I think most of it is going over people's heads. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to you know to interpret it. There's a lot of things to pick up on, and For I sure. think that's the beauty of it. Um, a lot of people are just, and this has nothing Overrated. to do with Donald Glover. No, 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 no. Um, the video is great. It. Yeah, it is. I, I don't. I want to say yeah. people are overhyping it. I think people, people don't really. Cause it, I mean, it's a lot to unpack in that video, and I think people are just like saying it's deep. They're just trying to just, jump on the bandwagon of just yeah, trying to decipher what's going on. A lot of fake on. wokeness going on because there's a lot yeah. of shit going it on. It feels like it. it's like a social justice anthem at this point, where you know people want to uh, get ahead of it and say, "Oh, this is what he means by this." And I but, love Donald Glover, and I'm, I've been telling you that you need to watch this season of Atlanta right now, which you haven't been doing because this is just. Uh, well, shit, DVR, man. It's great TV. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I saw the video. Stung. I, I mean, I like I, I like childish, childish Gambino. I like his music. But um, after having the album, which was an R&B album, I was hoping for a little more rap from him. But, you know, um, it's kind of a mixture of both. But I wasn't wildly impressed with the song. I mean, I probably won't listen to it often. But yeah, the video was the song interesting. Was meant to the, the song, honestly, the, the the song was um it was meant to capture the the younger crowd, the, video. the Migos crowd. Uh, the song, dude, was. the video. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. The video and, was and more this for is what, people. Mm-hmm, I think, I think Lupe Fiasco does this too, where you have these guys who are more conscious rappers. Mm-hmm. And they they don't necessarily delve into that Migos type of sound or that type of content. So I think what they do is they parody the parody those songs instead. Yeah. Where they can still capture that sound. Yeah. And you Conscious know, rappers do it. Gospel rappers do it. Right. Um, pop singers do it. Right. And, and and Glover, you know, I remember he gave a shout out to the Migos when he won a Golden Globe or whatever it was, or an Emmy. Mm-hmm. So he's a fan of them. But this isn't somebody, he, he can't do a song like that unironically. So yeah, I feel like, it. yeah. I mean, I don't know if kids are going to be 
bumping that song or anything like that. Sorry to Again, charting, I just think. What's that? Sorry to charting. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I think, think the video has a big song. I'm, yeah. I, I feel the same way you feel. I, I feel um, the, the the video definitely outshines the song, but um, I just I just sit back and uh, kind of uh, chuckle at the fake wokeness that surrounds it. Because there's no way after one watch of the video you get everything. Because every time I watch it, I uncover something new about it. For sure. And so you know, I saw the like, funniest thing. Mm-hmm. It was, I read an article just kind of just uh, to see an interpretation. And one of them was referencing one of those people that goes on those tweet storms where they're trying to break it down. And they're like, oh, this is what he means on this. And one of them was, uh, and one of them was, uh, <laughs> oh, he's talking about Stefan Clark. So he made this video. He made this video in a month. That's crazy. It's like, okay, so what? Like, uh, I feel like some, this, uh, this is a song somebody can make in a day. Yeah. You know, like, what do you what do you pray? It, it feels like people just want to praise things where just to do it. And I, I don't necessarily understand. I, I mean, I think Donald Glover's great and one of the most talented people out there. But it's just like there's a lot of uh, a lot of unnecessary praise where just people are trying to throw their own take into it. And yeah, I mean, think pieces are bound, and um, I, ultimately, I think that's what Donald Weber want, wanted, and uh, that's what he should have gotten. Yeah, good got for him. Yeah, I just, good um, for him. I like I to like read him. I, I like to listen to everybody's take on it, um, like I do with everything else. It's one of the one of the many blessings of this whole social media thing. Um, you really get to see, you get to, you know, you get to see everybody's opinion and, and point of view on. Yeah. Person. I, I like reading all of it, even if I think it's bullshit. I do For like sure. To, I, I, I love to see how. You hear some weird stuff, man. You see yeah. some weird so, stuff. I think social media is a social experiment, man. And it's, it's a. It's uh, I mean, one. it's just the world itself. And that's just a platform for the people to engage in Absolutely. in the world. And I mean, I remember say, I saw this one thing that kind of got a lot of traction about um, showing a picture with Donald Glover with a white woman and saying, uh, basically saying, you know, this guy was kind of discarded by black women uh, because he was nerdy Mm -hmm. and this and that, and they missed their chance. And then all of a sudden it was hilarious just in the comments. It's just girls trying to say, Oh, (laughs) I'm nerdy. Like, look at this picture of me wearing like a mortal Kombat dress. (laughs) It's like, what the fuck is going on here? This is just absurd. Hey, there's something to that though. I, I, I seen that meme. I, I I like that because yeah, I, I saw some girl going on this Facebook rant and how like, um, saying that, Oh, Black women never gave Donald Glover a chance because they don't like the they don't like weird they don't like nerdy they think anything different is gay or it's weird so yeah you know um, that's why he's with the white chick blah 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 and I'm like Donald Glover is from fucking Stone Mountain Stone Mountain is ninety eight percent right in the black. woods so but that's in the that's that's in the woods ain't it. Yeah, but it's ninety. It's a black ass right. place. Like, uh, right. it's like Stone Mountain, Decatur. That's that's black as shit over there. Okay, like, uh-huh. you know, there's that. Like, there's nothing wrong with you. Could date a fucking, you know, you could date a white girl if you want. So I have. I don't think it's because. I think there's truth to that statement, but I don't think Donald Glover is with the white girl because of. 
because he couldn't get black women. You know, he moved from Stone Mountain to New York or L.A. or whatever. I, I don't think that's the issue. He's with who he wants to fucking be with, and that's cool. You know, like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. People, I think people are reading too far into it. But that comment was true because, you know, in, you know, in our community, like, women don't tend to, especially young, younger, you know, young ladies don't tend to like the weird shit. But I think that's in every, I, I don't think white that's girls every, are yeah, fucking dating right. the nerds sure. or whatever. Like, right. that's just, you know, this is how young ladies are, you know? And, um, yeah, for sure. If it I was funny because it became a nerd off in the comments. Yeah. Like this, the, the original post <laughs> just kept saying, all right, nerd challenge. Who knows who this character is? And it's like, what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> hilarious. Listen, there's a, um, you heard the story about how, uh, pepper, I think one of the, I think it was pepper. One of the salt and pepper chicks, right? Spinderella. No, it wasn't Spinderella. I think All it was right. Pepper had Pepper. um Will Smith used to have a crush on her back in the day. He used to try to get at her and uh-huh. she curved Will Smith. She used to curve Will yeah. Smith because he was too nice. He wasn't um he wasn't thug enough for her. And then He wasn't she, a man uh, what a, he wasn't what a man, what a man, what a he, mighty good man. He wasn't a roughneck. She had to have a roughneck. Yeah. But they um, sang that song, right? Yeah. All, right. all all their songs are like that, you know. You, you know, you gotta be a you, you gotta. I need a thug or whatever. So she ends up. Push it's a great song though. All of their songs are great songs. Not for me, but a great wow. you know, it's great classic music. But so anyway, she pretty much she curved on Will Smith and got Google. with Tretch from Naughty by Nature. Oh gosh! And the rumor was that he was being her ass. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's I like. That's huh. like having an opportunity to invest in Google when you go for Laserdisc. Or you go for Yahoo, which I'm pretty sure yeah. a lot of people made that Tretch mistake. is not Yahoo. Tretch is not Yahoo. Tretch, Tretch is... Don't do that. Tretch Come is on. Yahoo, man. Tretch had a great <laughs> career. Um, a great career. He was boys with Tupac. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, I mean... I think, I mean, Tretch made noise him... in acting. And, you know, Tretch got in the... He he was ba- he was the roughneck Will Smith, so she she made the right choice. But Tretch, Tretch is a guy that you'll see that used to be on those BT movies that they would play in the middle of the New night. New Jersey Drive, classic, yeah. classic. Yeah. Tretch was you know Tretch was the um, he was the hood Will Smith. You can't take anything away from Tretch. What did Vinny do? Vinny didn't do anything. I have no what, idea. Is that I think Vinny was in New Jersey Drive too. I think he just did it. He just sat there. He was like less useless than Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav is useless. As far as singing. As far as music. Yeah. Oh, I don't do know. anything. I didn't. I, guess I, didn't know. I don't know anything an about New York rap up until the year night. Up until like the Bad Boy era, and I'm, I'm talking like after Biggie died. I didn't really get into New York rap. Until like Biggie and, and post Biggie, before that I was living on the West Coast. I was all about West Coast rap. I was when I got introduced to rap, I got introduced to West Coast rap. I know West Coast rap from when I was little, so I don't know anything about Naughty by Nature. I don't know shit about no Run DMC. Uh, not Run DMC. Public Enemy. Okay. So yeah, yeah well, I, basically I I they were just hype men, and they didn't uh, sing or rap. Well, Flavor Flav is the face of Public Enemy, really. That's true. You know, I thought about somebody it. Somebody from I, our I, generation. I mean, 
he's more he's probably more identifiable to now to, well even then like i remember just hearing about public enemy as a little kid and yeah. just thinking oh that's the group with the guy with the big clock yeah and the glasses so you know i mean if i was older i would have known it but i, I think hip-hop heads yeah i think hip-hop heads would you know would tell you chuck d was that guy i don't know for sure Absolutely. Was anybody else in public enemy? I, I sound really no, stupid now. Okay. It was those two. I yeah. sound really ignorant now, but I'm not gonna lie. It's okay, not, you like, are. Well, listen. You'll my never first sound East Coast rap album them. was our was um, my favorite rap. Al- well, I remember Life After Death. My brother had Life After Death, but the first East Coast rap album that I got into, and it's still my favorite album, my favorite piece of art of all time. Blueprint. Re- Blueprint, come on, man. Reasonable doubt. Oh. Blueprint is a close third. You was just a kid. You was just a baby. Yeah, but my brother, uh, my brother's seven You're years old. You're nine years old. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My my brother was seven years older than me, and um, you know, he was in the, at the you know at the. What's your favorite song there. on that album? On Reasonable Doubt. Yeah. Shit. Can I live? Probably. It's a good song. I'll say the song that attracted me to that album was Feeling It, but my feeling favorite. Feeling It, yeah, Feeling It, yeah. Shit. Was uh, Dead Presidents. Every song on the album, man, that's just a fucking amazing album, man. Jay was so far ahead of his time. That's just a fucking amazing That's my favorite album. Yeah, but he was influenced by Nas. I don't. So how could you be ahead of your time when somebody got there before you? Um, I, I would say he, he was everybody's influenced by somebody. Nas is influenced by somebody. I would I say can't. Jay is more influenced by uh Big Daddy Kane. When I listen to Big Daddy Kane, right. I hear okay. Jay. Jazzo. Jay, he was in, he was definitely influenced by Jazzo. Everybody was influenced by somebody. So I, sure. I don't think Absolutely. that takes away from anything. You know, Absolutely. there's nothing new under the sun. You could only reinvent. You know. Yeah, um, you know what I realized, mm-hmm. and I see, I see, I was. I saw some pictures. They got this Met Gala thing. You heard of that? Yeah. That's that thing that goes on where all the celebrities dress up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know much about it. But I saw a picture of the Olsen twins. Oh, my and God. That picture They looked emaciated. Shit. And Maybe. I just thought back when uh, Kanye said, you know, uh, Prince William didn't do it right. If you asked me, if I if I were him, I would have married Mary-Kate and Ashley. And that shit that's, just sounded good. That's tr- the true point the turning point i know he was a little crazy before but that was a true turning point of where this guy was just going <laughs> downhill because well that, that was they on, were uh watch the throne watch the throne yeah. yeah so that was 2011 yeah yeah that's where you knew he was losing it uh, i think oh, well, i think it was when his mom died sign. i mean he changed when his mom uh, died well, of course and i don't even blame him that's why i'm not uh, okay up until this point i, I, was I wasn't too tough on kanye light. you just, yeah, you just just turn it real. It's, dark, it's the it's the fucking truth. I would I would too. Like the, no, know, that's true. That's true. I would fucking true. true. Like that's why I was never I was never so hard on Kanye up until this point. Like I wasn't a fan. Like when Yeezus dropped, I fucking to this day I, I fucking hate Yeezus. I love two songs on the album. I fucking absolutely love, but the album itself I I despise. I, I it just has no replay value other than uh, Bound Two and Blood on the Leaves. Um, I didn't. I, I didn't like um when he dropped 808s and heartbreaks. I was like, this motherfucker, I lost it. 
But that album, but that was is, before, that, that's a classic album. That, that album before, is considered uh, a classic. That was before Dark Twisted Beautiful Fantasy. Which is a classic to me, which I think right, is unequivocally classic. Kanye, might, Kanye be, might have the best discography of any rapper. Really? Kanye came out with five straight classics. I don't particularly, me personally, I don't particularly enjoy um, 808s and Heartbreaks. But to a lot of people, that's a classic, and I can understand why. Like that, that album was a game changer, because all the all the melodies and, and harmonies you hear in rap today, from that point on, Kanye made that possible. Kanye made it popular. Kanye made Drake possible. Eight Oh Eights and Heartbreaks was the influence to Drake's current sound, because Drake was a Drake was a, a a backpack rapper prior to two thousand eight. His first two mixtapes. I don't even know shit. what a backpack rapper is. Like so a Lupe Fiasco some... or a Slum Village. What the? What does that mean? Like is somebody that just spits okay. lyrics. It's a, it's a, it's a more it's a it's a uh, more modern version of a of a conscious rapper. Oh, yeah, somebody who okay. spits lyrics. That was Drake. Like Drake, you know, people don't understand. Like Drake comes from the underground. Like Drake used to look up to Slum Village and uh, Little Brother. He worked with all of them. Like that. That's yeah. where Drake comes from. And then you know the game started to change. When he came from time. a lot of things. Like he uh, he came from Joe Budden because he, he he has a whole song. Then, where he's rapping just like Joe and then Budden. Young Money. That this is way before Young Money. Like I mean Drake. This is what people don't understand. Like uh, Drake is hip hop. Like Drake is a true lyricist. Like he comes from that. But 808s and Heartbreaks. After that, you could tell he was inspired. After that, because after that, like. That's when he started, you know, um, singing. Yeah, he he started with the harmony. Started taking voice classes because before that, he would get like he was always into the R and B thing. But he had people like Trey songs on his albums. Um, this guy named Voice or V O on his on on his mixtapes to do the singing. His his dad said this in an interview lately on Van Lathan's podcast. But um, yeah, so he. He had people doing the singing, but after 808s and Heartbreaks, that's when he realized it's okay to do the singing. Not, not only him, but artists since. And, and you know, yeah. Lil Uzi Vert. J. Cole started singing a little bit. Yeah. Lil, uh, Lil Uzi Vert even said um, to him, 808s and Heartbreaks is basically what I just said reasonable doubt was to me. And a lot of the young, yeah. a lot of these younger dudes feel that way. So for that reason... 808s and Heartbreaks is a classic. It's not my but favorite. But Drake is the album. same age as you. He is. He's older than me. But, um. <laughs> you know, Childish Gambino is fucking like 35 years old. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Rap, I, I like I, I like it. Rap, rap is aging, I love it. man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Rap is fucking aging. But, yo, back to what I was saying. Kanye might have the best discography because technically, a lot of, I don't think late registrations are classic, but it's a great album. And a lot of people argue it's a classic. So he has all, he came out the gate arguably with five classics. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, fucking crazy. Say what you want about the dude, but that is fucking amazing. Sure. But, sure. So that's I mean, good. He's good. We gotta, you know, take away, you know, your your, your personal biases and give it all uh, the Yeah, I mean, I don't get caught up in that shit. I mean, it doesn't. I guess, you know, depending on who you ask, I, I mean, it serves some type of relevance. But, you know, at the end of the day, what his opinions are, 
ultimately only affect him? Uh, in this case, it's a little bit bigger, but no, I guess I still, that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like. I can't cancel the past. I don't really care to hear what Kanye else has to say. I don't really. I don't really care to you know. I'm not looking forward to any Yeezy season 13, 14, or whatever, you know, season he's on, um, fashionably speaking. I'm good on that because I, I don't, I can't, I can't, when, it, when somebody puts on that MAGA hat, especially a black person, I just, I just can't do it. I can't do you. You have the right to that, but I, I, I can't, I can't feel it. I can't support it. And I, I, Kanye's no exception. This is like Stacey Dash. Stacey Dash is still a fine motherfucker. I can't <laughs> fuck with her. Oh, she fine yeah. shit, but I can't fuck with her. Oh, man. Is she going the Sammy Sosa route? I don't know. Is she bleaching? She was never dark. That's true. But she, I don't know. I don't I mean, but she was. That's uh, a heavy accusation. That but, is. Uh, you said it, not me. All right, but I don't, I don't know. Fuck. Like, I think the last time I saw her, she had you know blonde highlights, and maybe uh, maybe she, she always, always had, had blonde eyes. hair. She always, yeah, she always had light eyes. She always had green eyes. Like, she she's fine as shit, even at like fifty or however old she is. Stacy yeah. Dash is, is is a fine motherfucker. You can't take that from her, but you could take away everything else. So you know, I don't I don't fuck with her. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just gotta look at the fact that uh, I mean you might give some of these people too much credit to begin with. And if you're looking for them to, I mean, it's one thing. I was never going to kind of just take it for political at, guidance. Yeah. Just take it at face value. If they make a, a noteworthy point, then great. If they don't, then, you know, Man, you listen, dismiss it. There is no noteworthy point where I, I just, there's something, Oh, excuse me. There are some things I agree with Trump on policy wise. There's no worthy yeah. point in supporting that shit. I I'll give white people a pass. I'll give white Trump supporters a pass, right? Because there are a lot of white, you know, Trump supporters who mean well, who aren't racist or whatever, who um who want just, lower taxes. Yeah, who want lower taxes and shit like yeah. jobs and shit, which is fucking bullshit to me. But I think right. people, you know, people They've mean well, and you know, to them, to a lot of to, to white people, period, right? You you could be the most liberal. White person, period. Y'all have a racist Uncle Frank that comes For to sure. dinner, oh, and yeah. you, you know <laughs> you, you debate with him. You know you, yeah. you debate all, with him all the time. And, and all that shit. But at the end of the day, you don't banish him from the family. You deal with him because at the end of the day, to a white person who's never experienced racism, racism is you know it's just a choice. You ve- like it's like okay, I don't agree with it. I despise it, but that's their choice. And I understand that because you never felt it. You don't understand that. But to a black person, racism ain't a fucking choice. It's a fucking weapon, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's used to, you know, that, that who, who, who the, the sole purpose of it exists to either destroy me and people who look like me or yeah. to fucking keep us subjugated or to, uh, to keep us in prison. So I can't fuck with racism at all. You know, like I racism and bigotry, like it's, it's to me, it's just not no, it's not a fucking, it's not a political not a choice. Yeah. No, I got you. It, it's not lower taxes. It, the, the shit is a, the shit is a weapon. So I can't say you're entitled to that opinion. And I don't expect white people to feel that way. You know, I honestly right. don't. There's plenty of white people who, who despise racism and all that, but they don't, they don't discount it 
as a they're know, not as, as a, yeah as a character for like, you. Uh, and I, I can recognize mm-hmm. I can recognize I can recognize racism. I feel more uh, transparently than mo- uh, most other white people. But you won't feel it though. You'll never feel because you you never exactly. feel it. You'll, you'll never feel right. it. And it's and I can't I can't be mad at that because as black people we do the same thing in all other ways, whether it be homophobia or misogyny. Because yeah. Donald Trump has been a misogynist, right? Before before uh-huh. this whole presidential shit, Donald Trump has been a known misogynist. But he was always cool. Like he was, even somebody said, I think fucking Harvey Levin, somebody said that when he did the TMZ shit. Donald, like Donald Trump was always cool in rap, in, in, in hip hop culture. Before yeah, this right. presidential shit, he was cool, you know, because he was a rich yeah, I dude. Just, with, I just heard he the, the money. Nelly song, Bill Gates, Donald Trump, let me hear now. Yeah. You know? And fucking uh, Ray Summer right. had a song called Up Like Trump. Like Trump was cool before all of this shit, you know, and he's always but been a misogynist. Nah, I mean, he still had the Central Park Five incident which i think is you know can yeah, kind of get forgotten yeah but, and, and people choose to overlook that shit but what i'm saying is before the blatant racism trump was cool he's always been a known you know a known misogynist and we're like right and, and, you know and it's kind of hypocritical because it's black people we're willing to overlook misogyny homophobia or whatever if, if somebody's if, if it's something in our best interest and it's anti-semitism anti-semitism and all that shit, you know, right yeah so, I, I think this was uh we don't feel it, was it. Andrew, it was andrew schultz who brought up uh farrakhan mm-hmm. and you know i can watch farrakhan and see him make very insightful points uh, especially when he was with mike wallace in the 60 minutes interview at one point when he was talking wallace, about for the ravens no the fucking 60 minutes reporter i don't think he's with oh. us anymore but uh you know, he like you can. There's hours of footage of, of Farrakhan making uh, just uh, very insightful remarks and being very intelligent and philosophical. But then there's on the other side, there's blatant anti-Semitism. And Hello, was Farrakhan? Yeah. Yeah. Like what? What did yeah. he say? Um, he's had he's had uh. Some, I, I can't, I can't pull up anything right now. But he has a track record of it. Let's say that, and I'm not just trying to throw stuff out there. But there, there are those accusations made about him, and there are remarks out out there on record that aren't just questionable that you look at and you just say, yeah, that's not, that's not right. Now, maybe if he, maybe he could plead for a different style of context with it. Or, and that's always, you know, that's always needs to be considered. But there is that, there are those charges against him for that. Hmm. I never heard this. But I, know, I, I do know people, like with, as with any black leader, um, they're viewed as um, polarizing. Uh, I mean, Martin Luther King was polarizing in, in his day by those standards. You right know, and and I yeah. just I, I I just hear that I, I've never heard uh, and I'm not saying you're wrong or anything I I just never heard that um, fair yeah I mean because there's a lot of virtue the, the, those yeah. I think I think you know when you look at Martin Luther King and, and Malcolm X and even Farrakhan they're uh, they're polarizing for the reasons that they threaten the status quo absolutely and they. That's why they're polarizing. So they're not polarizing because they're doing something 
um, you know, immoral or anything like that. This, this instance of, you know, just, you know, blatant homophobia or blatant anti-Semitism um, to, to kind of delve in that world, which isn't what, you know, necessarily what, uh, what Malcolm or uh, Martin did, but, you know, um, some of those things can be associated with, with Farrakhan. That's where, you know, it becomes different. But I think most gripes that people have with Farrakhan is not his anti-Semitism. It's him it's threatening the status quo. Yeah, yeah. this is pro-blackness. This is, you know, Louis Farrakhan is he's one of the most apologetically pro-black uh, guys there is. And um, I don't think that, like, like pro-black, one, one thing I, I do want to get get at is the fact that pro-black does not mean anti-white. Because sure. Jews are pro-Jews. Korean mm-hmm. Americans are pro-Korean American. You know, like like yeah, when you're a minority, absolutely. you have to be pro your your race. You know, if you're a minority yeah. in America, you have to be pro your race in order in in order to ensure your survival. Now, pro your race does not mean anti-white or anti-American. You know, mm-hmm. it just yeah. means that you want. And really, it just comes down to economic. Economic status. Now, if, econ- if the economic status of run race threatens you, then you you got to look at yourself. Like if, if if you know if the economic advancement of black people threatens you, then that's fucking crazy because the economic advancement of white people, you know, has has it, existed expe- throughout. It's this expected. Country. It's yeah. fucking expected. Right. You know, but but the, that's the economic the J- advancement that's what of the black story people, of OJ was about. Yeah. The, and that that's you know i mean i think that is probably the best video going back to the donald glover video i think that's uh that video is one of the more uh i trying to figure out a word to put on it but it was definitely one of the most deep deep videos that uh have came out the last few years and speaks to what you're talking about yeah it's way deeper and, you than know, Donald Glover, in, in my opinion, just because I, I, yeah, I'm more I think concerned so with that type of shit. But, like, I just don't... It, it's crazy to me when, when people, like, call... Uh, like, if you're black and you want to... Uh, and, and you're pro-black economic event... Or pro-black, period, they want to call it racism. You know, like... Yeah. Like, that's fucking... That's crazy. I mean, not, I know... I know you don't think Nas is all that intelligent, but he is a, I don't... A oh, line. my God. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't say that. All right. But, okay. Uh, I mean, we had this conversation before off air, but he has a line that speaks to that, where it's anytime we mention our condition, our history, our existence, they call it reverse racism. Absolutely. And that's that's uh, that's pretty much how a lot of how Anytime a lot you of mention people, racism, it's called reverse that's racism. That's how they handle it. Yeah. Right. Like, no, and you're the racist dude. You think cops are shooting black people because they're black? No, you're just a fucking racist man. White people are shot way more. What about Chicago? You well, racist. I just get caught off guard. I get caught off guard anytime. I mean, I, I know it kind of becomes a cliche. It's become a cliche at this point where, you know, black people can't be racist. Like, that's, there are a lot of white people that will poke fun at that. And, mm-hmm. But it's true. It really is true. It's that black people can't be racist. 
Yeah, the fuck yeah. they can. It just, no, it, it just, it just wills no power. Okay, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Be, they could be prejudiced, yeah. So it's like when somebody says something, like somebody says, oh, look at these crackers, and somebody say, well, you're racist. I mean, that's not really what necessarily racism means. Right. That's what that's, that, just, that's what they want. That's what some people want to limit it to. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, if, if a white person calls me a nigger, I don't, I know to some people, like, that triggers something, and they want to go crying and, and you know, like, like reporting this shit to the, to the Atlantic and to and to what's his name Sean King <laughs> and all that shit. I don't fucking give a shit, man. Like I get like yeah. I'm, I'm from the South, man. Like I'm I'm from I'm from Southern Virginia. Like that that type of uh, I know this is probably gonna sound like uh, hip, hypocritical, but like that type of redneck racism, I was just around, bro. Like it, yeah, it, it, is, it just anybody? doesn't fucking buy no. But what there, there was so there was this like, uh, there was this town called Pocosin, right? It was like in, it was like just in in, in the corner. Uh, sounds like some deliverance stuff. So, so you heard the story about Allen Iverson when he was in high school? How he got like how he got yeah, into the, the fight with those yeah at the bowling alley with those white supremacists, right? They were from Pocosin, right? It's this town. Oh, okay. On the peninsula, you just you just didn't go there. It was like that dark land that. Uh, that Mufasa told Simba to stay the fuck away from. That's what, you yeah. know, like, that's Pocosin. You, you don't go over there. You know, if you're a decent white person, you didn't go over there. Um, you just mm-hmm. stayed. There was nothing there. There was, like, a grocery store there. And it was it was just racist. So, basically... Um, they had we, about 12 teeth yeah, over there. It was one of those places. And, like, yeah. we, every time we played against them in, in any sport, going back to when I was, you know... In middle school, like we played against them in sports, it would always be some racist shit. Said there, there would always be fights. We always end up getting fights with them because they throw that nigger, you fucking nigger. Like, I'm sorry, that's that's horrible. Because you know they're they're just unathletic. Not, I mean, not all, not not all of them are unathletic because they did produce one of the best running backs the state has ever had ever seen. Hold on, let me guess. It's a white guy. Yeah, his name is Josh Zeidenberg. He went to uh, oh, University of Virginia. Was... Okay. Um, but yeah, but other than that, there was just some unathletic, fat white kids, and you know they get stomped over. And you know when you're beating them like fucking forty-four to zero, they get to you nigger, you fast nigger. That's why you're gonna work for me when you get older, you monkey, you Stop fucking it. gorilla. That's you horrible, know? man. So yeah, we we didn't you know. We'd end up having to beat the fucking brakes off them in sports and in fucking and in fighting. So so that, that shit doesn't make anything. Like these dudes, they're fucking losers now. You know they they yeah. uh you know they, they they dig holes for a living and they go fucking mudding on weekends and you know yeah. they're, they're fucking losers. They're addicted to opioids <laughs> and all that shit. So that's it. Like that that doesn't affect me. That pre is that's prejudice. That's not racism because they don't employ me. They never will employ me. And yeah. you know that's that, and black people do the same shit, you know. So yes, black, you're right. You're absolutely right. Black people could be prejudiced or whatever, but that shit doesn't affect nothing. Right. Racism it does, shit it has affects to ra- do ra- it. racism. The refusing a loan to a fam a family trying to socially move up or throwing is... away throwing away the resume of somebody who who whose name you know is in uh for lack of a better term an ethnic name. Yeah. Or, yeah, you know, and that's the thing. That's what ready to shoot liberal, somebody just because liberal racism uh, is kind of that. Uh, you know, um, oh, yeah. 
typically liberals are associated with progressives and but there's a there's the we know element there's that element there too where that Lena Dunham they Hillary have Clinton these, brand of racism. Yeah. Where they have their preconceived notions and um they they can be in influential positions and they absolutely may not may not uh I see that all the time here in the DC area, one of the most liberal areas you know, yeah. in the world, but right. the, you know, there's a lot of that liberal racism here, and it, you know, you see it, and it's, it is what it is. Yeah, I, and, and uh, I mean, for me, I work in, I used to work in uh, schools that was all black, and it's just, I some some things, I'm not suited as well as as another black as a black male to handle some situations because they're maybe better to identify certain issues going on or, or certain uh instances that they can relate to more to to allow this kid to be more be in a better situation Facts. so that's just uh that's what you try to recognize but sometimes you just can't facts and i mean that that's why like i, I think it's crazy like when chance the rapper said um all blacks don't have to be democrats no shit like I don't understand right. why people are mad at that. No, I I don't I don't I don't think a black should be anything. I don't think a black person yeah. should 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 label themselves when it comes to the you know when it comes to a political party or even a political stance because they're like to be honest like there's there's a lot of things that funded of uh, fundamental conservatism that I wholeheartedly agree with. It's when you get to the racist shit that I'm just like. Nah, I can't yeah. overlook it or whatever. But I can't say I wholeheartedly agree with all liberals because you know I'm a, sure. I'm with that whole snowflake shit. There's a lot of like soft snowflake shit that oh, goes yeah. on on the liberal side. I'm just, I'm just not oh, with the sure. pussy shit. There's a lot right. of pussy shit that goes on on on, on the left side, and there's I a lot think of a lot. There's an expectation that uh, some liberals have of certain of black people, like uh, just they're willing to engage in in. Um, I think they sometimes that they think there's just a, not a wide spectrum of what they expect out of black people. Yeah, and that and that's why. Kinda, I, and and conservatives are right, right? Conservatives always feel like they they say this, and I I take everything you know. People who are especially especially on the right nowadays, you know, because the right has gotten so uh, far spread out, but. One thing a lot of yeah, one thing a lot of conservatives say is that you know they they always speak of liberal racism in the sense that um because liberals they they you know they tend to feel sorry for black people and mm-hmm. they tend to feel like you know they tend to like, like they're helpless the, like they need to yeah be the, the Democratic Party yeah. yeah exactly is is the fucking savior right. and and that's that that's truth like I don't I, I don't fucking rock with that like and I don't I don't like when when you know. When my people rock with when people rock with that too, because it's like ain't nobody finna, like you could feel sorry for me all you want. Like you could understand, like, yes, yeah, slavery was fucked up, and yes, we still feel the effects of slavery. Like you're you're somebody, you you understand that fully. And you know, you're like like you're there in Chicago, like you you know, you're you're in our communities and shit. But there's only so much you could do, only so much anybody could do. You know, so yeah. like Conservatives are right in, in the sense that when they say that when when we um that we 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 ex- like uh we kind of look to like liberals as, as our saviors and shit and that's that's fucking right to me that's, that that is racism 
and and and, sure. and and we succumb to that shit. So I don't think that, you know, I, I don't think well, that it's not feasible for any it's black person to be. It's um, not in the best interest. It's not of that group of people. It's not because nobody. You can feel out. sorry for us all. You can feel sorry for people all you want. It doesn't do shit. Like I don't need you to feel sorry for me. The world isn't gonna feel sorry for me. That's what people. That's what we need to understand. Like the world isn't gonna feel sorry for us because there's a lot of you know there's a lot of evil racist people out there who know that black people want some, that a lot of black people want somebody to feel sorry for them or they or they want sympathy and they really care and, and shit and certain shit really affects us and they're gonna do it just to get under our skin because just because like they, they get a kick out of that shit you know like they're, yeah. they're, there's trolls out there we live in a world full of trolls so we, we we can't be that soft and we're not that soft literally like i don't know in in any other walk of life like black people were the toughest people on earth but when it comes to this shit we we want to be soft like we just we, we can't afford to be and that, that's why i really can't you know i can't subscribe to a lot of that to a lot of liberal shit either a lot of no you know, i got you i got you but, we gotta close this thing out, man. They like they're right. showing the replay of this Boston game already, so you know, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Overboard. All right, uh, next next week we'll uh, be talking Cavs Celtics because they'll be in uh, maybe game two or game three by then. So. Yeah, it'll be over, but yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, yeah, fuck that. We'll talk about you know 2019 Celtics campaign. Some will come up. Something else will come up too. But, hey, you have a great week, okay? All right, man. You too. Be safe. All right. I'll see you, my friend. All right, bro.